When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And folks, we've got an episode today that I think you're going to absolutely love. Um, and I say that about all of this stuff, but this time I really, really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my guest today is a fellow by the name of Jonathan Kaiser. Uh, Jonathan and I got uh, connected some time ago, and I love this guy. I love what he's up to. I love who he is, what he stands for, and actually how he comes to how he comes to life and how he comes to business. Um, yeah, he's the founder of an organization called Kaiser, and it's one of the most innovative and trustworthy technology enabled occupier services, uh, commercial real estate firms in the country. I mean, it's a huge operation. And he's built this thing off of a platform of care, which you know, if you've ever done any negotiation in a commercial real estate <laughs> environment, that's not something that it, you know, is top of mind actually, you know, you know, when you're in the midst of some stuff. So uh, yeah, Jonathan's the number one Wall Street Journal bestselling author. And we're gonna talk about his book, You Don't Have to Be Ruthless to Win. And you know, when I first came across that title, I went, ooh, we got, we got to talk, we got to talk. So Jonathan, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for having me. And I, I, uh, it's humbling to hear someone who has been such a pioneer uh, around doing business the right way, you know, compassionate capitalism to be, to be even in the conversation is humbling for me. So thanks for having yeah. me. Thank you for saying that. Uh, and your book, I mean, you, yeah, before the show started here and uh, yeah, you can't see the screen here unless you're watching this on, uh, on the YouTube channel, but uh, on the bookshelf in back of him, he was pointing out uh, my book on one side, Compassionate Capitalism, John Mackey's book on the other side, which is also, it's Conscious Capitalism. And then in his book uh, is, is in the middle there, uh, the, yeah, you don't have to be ruthless book. So, I mean, literally it's bookended. And it's an appropriate place for it. This this book, uh, you don't have to be ruthless uh, to win. Belongs in this library. So I want to just start by, um, I mean, you know, the, the tagline on my book, Compassionate Capitalism: Journey to the Soul of Business. It's almost an oxymoron. When you hear the soul of business, what's that bring up for you? Yeah, I mean, to me, when I think about the soul of business, if you think traditionally, it's cutthroat, take no prisoners, do what it takes to get ahead. But under the, the mindset of compassionate and conscious capitalism, it's stakeholder driven and it's doing things in a win, 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 win fashion, um, which is what I love about your work and, and the movement that you've, that you've built. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, you know, the, how'd you, I mean, commercial real estate, that's not where you cut your teeth, but you know, how'd you get into it? What are you, and, 
And what's, uh, I'd be very interested in the migration that culminated, and I say culminated, uh, there's been movement beyond this, right, culminated right. in you writing this book. Sure. And, well, and maybe a little bit of background, Blaine, would be useful. I was, I was raised a Christian missionary kid. So my parents taught me to love and serve. I grew up overseas. I grew up in Papua New Guinea, of all places. And my parents pounded into me at a young age, love, serve, help, give be selfless, pay it forward, all those good things. When we got back from overseas, I was in middle school and I had this kind of stark realization that the world didn't operate the way that my parents had taught me. Um, and I realized as well that my parents were poor, which I had no context of overseas because everyone was poor. And so at an early age, I decided, man, I don't like this being poor stuff. Uh, I want to be rich. And, you know, so I went to a good school, went to UCLA, graduated top of my class. I was going to be an attorney. My favorite professor talked me out of it. And he said, you should do something more entrepreneurial. And at the time, Blaine, I honestly didn't even know what entrepreneurial meant. I just knew that it meant not being a lawyer. Um, and so I kind of <laughs> stumbled into commercial real estate because a friend of mine said that I could make a lot of money doing so. And as I got in, I realized really quickly, wow, this is a cutthroat industry. And I had associated from an early age the selfless service with being poor because that's how I experienced it with my parents. And so I really didn't want that. And I watched all these uh, very successful commercial real estate people around me and the very hyper-competitive cutthroat behavior. And I became one of them because I thought that's what it took to be successful. I thought that's what you needed to do to get ahead. Um, but I was miserable, Blaine, as you can imagine, being raised that way, I was miserable, but I felt trapped because I felt like this was the only way that I could get ahead. And then 20 years ago, I went to a, an industry conference and a guy gets up and he starts telling a different story. He starts telling a story of how you could help people and still get ahead, how you could help people and still win. And I was mesmerized by it. And I went up to him afterwards and I talked to him about it and he compared it to the difference between hunting and farming. He said, Jonathan, today you're hunting. You go out, you get a piece of business, you close it as fast as possible, and then you go on to get the next one. He goes, you're constantly having to recreate yourself. He said, what I'm describing is more like farming where you nurture and support and love and help relationships. And over time, they give back to you in a meaningful, abundant way. And so it moved and inspired me. And I decided that if this was even possible, like I wondered, could I do this in commercial real estate? Could I do this in Arizona? Right. And I thought if it's even possible, I'm going to try it. So I decided to reinvent myself through my old business plan away, started helping everybody that I could. It was a long, hard road. Uh, but after about five years, everyone that I had helped, not everyone, but so many people that I'd helped had told other people about that. And I started to get referrals. And as I got these referrals, I went, wow, this stuff actually really works. You know, it actually is working. And so um, I decided in a, in, a, in a second epiphany moment that I wanted to build a firm that all we did, all we stood for was this idea of success through service and showing that even in arguably one of the most cutthroat, take no prisoners industry in the world, commercial real estate brokerage, you could actually do the right thing, love and serve people, take care of others, and it would come back. And so today, the, the story speaks for itself. We've built an extraordinary firm. 
um, the story about the the journey, you know, hit number one, like you mentioned, which is beyond humbling. Um, but everything for us is about demonstrating that that there's a different way of doing business, that you could actually live compassion, compassionate capitalism and be successful. And that, Wayne, is where I think there's a disconnect in the world, right? I think that there's this idea that you could do the right thing, but you sort of get trampled. I'm saying, no, you can do the right thing and win. And I think that's a message that the world really needs to hear. Yeah, and it's uh, the, the use of the conjunction and, yeah makes all kinds of things possible. Yeah, one of the things I'm very interested in here, Jonathan, um, yeah, when people think about commercial real estate, they think competition. I mean, that's almost the default mindset. And in my experience, competition is rooted in a mindset of, or a consciousness more precisely of scarcity. There's only yes. enough deals to go around. I've got to get this deal right now. And when you were talking about how you, you, know, you know, decided to reinvent yourself, it was a long, hard road. Um, it's easy, I think, and, and I want to just check this out with you. Uh, it, it would be, the assumption would be it would be easy to become disillusioned because you're not getting instant results. You know, and it's kind of like, well, I'm being generous. I'm being compassionate. I'm being, you know, you know all of these things altruistically that I think I should be and... It doesn't come in. Five years later, you start getting results. In that five-year window, how did you sustain the resilience to keep going? It's a great question. Um, first of all, you don't know if you're going to have the resilience till you're in the moment, right? <laughs> so it's on. sort of this one day at a time. I, I, I wasn't going to give up because... I believed that it was possible. And the reason I believed it was possible, Blaine, is because there was someone else that had done it before me. Sure, different market, different kind of you know, business, sure. But I had an example. And so part of what I'm trying to do is be a vocal example, not to say, hey, look at me, I got it all figured out, because I certainly don't, but to say, look, if I can do it, so can you. So what sustained me during that time is one, the belief that this could be done based upon somebody else having done it. Two, the deep, deep desire to do business differently, um, which in a lot of those, you know, staring at the ceiling, you know, I remember, you know, my wife at the time would be like, hey, uh, Jonathan, you know, you're really smart, you're, 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 you know, you work really hard, but have you seen our bank account? Like, it, you know, it's not working. This is a cute idea and all, but it's not working. I just have this, I would just say, you know, trust me, I'm up to something. But I think the third and probably the most powerful one is I felt so good, Blaine, doing business this way. Like it yeah. just feels good to help people. And so if you can figure out the nuance Right? It doesn't automatically happen. You don't automatically become successful by helping people. There's endless stories of that. That's why most people don't believe it's possible. They feel like they turn into Mother Teresa where they have all this internal joy, but no external you know, demonstration of it. And so there's a nuance to it, to be sure. But the idea, the feeling of it combined with feeling, watching, watching it work watching people start to resonate and watching relationships created, which again, 
didn't necessarily mean I get something immediately, but it meant that I was making progress towards a relationship and you never know where relationships are going to lead. So I was, I was focused on not the end result of what I'm going to get. I was focused on building those relationships and loving and serving them. Now, and there's the key point. That's what I was hoping that you'd land on. The focus has to be where it needs to be, which was not on closing a deal. It was on building a relationship. Yeah. And because, I mean, that's all life is. Life is just a, you know, collection of people in relationships. Yep. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it ever is. And if the relationships are working well, you got a pretty good shot at being successful. You know, you, 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 caught, you, you used the word here that is interesting. And in, in um, my study this morning, uh, I study every morning. And one of the things that I was uh, looking through today is, is, is went back and revisited an old classic. Um, Wallace Waddles, um, The Science of Getting Rich. Mm. And I've been studying that since, uh, well, actually December of uh, 2021. Just, you know, there's only 14 chapters in this thing. So I've been, you know, reading Reverse. these chapters uh, for six months now. And <clears throat> he speaks in there about power. And he said, desire is the source of all power. If you don't desire something, you will never have the power to make it happen. So instead of looking for the power, and this goes to the whole point of resilience, yeah, yeah, resilience yeah, is, is an expression of power. You need power to contain, you sustain your, your process. But the key and the catalyst here was desire. Um, the desire to have a business that was run different, the desire to do things differently. And as a consequence of that, focusing on the right thing. That, that kind of kept it running. Now that's that's my teaching moment right now. So yeah. <laughs> just True. kind of marking that out because you know you're a living, breathing example of, of that of that in process and that in motion. And and I, I just want to acknowledge it and celebrate it because I think it's really important. And people don't understand the connection with desire and power. I I, I really love that. Uh, it reminds me of a couple a couple things that have been true for me. Number one is you mentioned before this idea of how did you sustain during five years? I, I think the way that people have to listen to this, this ideology is they have to be willing to play the long game, right? This is a long game approach. And if, if it's all about instant gratification, you know, turn the podcast off now because that's not what we're describing. We're describing long-term sustainable success where you're not burning every bridge behind you. That's a very different mindset than a, you know, quarterly earnings driven kind of organization. So it's part of what, you know, what you speak about, what conscious capitalism is about. It's, it's about having longer-term views. So that's kind of point number one. And then point number two is, the nuance in selfless service as a business strategy, I think is worth spending a couple minutes on because I think it's confusing for people. As people dive in, and I'm, I mean, I've done lectures or keynotes on this where this is all people want to talk about and the follow-up questions are deep and profound. And they say, well, wait a minute, Jonathan. So you're saying that I'm supposed to be selfless with my service, but then you're telling me that that's going to lead to success and to expect success. So how is that you being selfless if you have the end in mind about being successful? And I think it's a very fair question. And to me, 
that gets to the core of this issue. And here's how I would answer that. It's when you're expecting something in a tit for tat, you know, quid pro quo, I give you something, you give me something. That's when it's a trade, basically, right? And so what a lot of people do is they take that same mindset and they go, okay, listen to Jonathan. This is going to be great. I'm going to go do it. And they go out and they help somebody. And then they're like, where's the result? And if you think about it just logically, think about how creepy that is, right? It's creepy because at least a trade is up front. I give you $10, you give me that pair of flip-flops, right? That's a trade. I'm giving you value for value. But if I just go, here's $10 and you go, thanks. And then I stand there like waiting for something. That's what that kind of giving with an instant gratification expectation is. So that's not what I'm describing. What I'm describing is this idea that you can't outgive the universe. And that the more you give from somewhere, somehow, it's going to come back to you. And so if you believe in that philosophy, you truly know that no matter who's in front of you, no matter what the situation, if you're giving to them from a pure place of, I just want to help, no matter what that person does or doesn't do, somewhere it comes back. And so that's the expectation. That's the nuance. The nuance is, over time, I believe that the law of reciprocity is true. It doesn't mean that I'm trying to manipulate people when I give them something in a pretend, unspoken, creepy trade. What it does mean is that in that, in, in that moment of service or giving or help, I'm giving from a pure place expecting nothing, but I also am self-aware to enough to know that in the long run, it's going to come back to me. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. It's absolutely spot on. And, and I actually want to do a little bit deeper dive on this because you're opening up a fascinating exploration here. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break. Talking to Jonathan Kaiser right now. Um, you don't have to be ruthless to win. You don't. And we're going to look at that in real deep uh, Technicolor Dolby sound in just a moment. We'll be right back, folks. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to BlaineBartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52 week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business. That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the leadership mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there.
Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. Welcome back. Jonathan Kaiser, CEO and founder of Kaiser. Go to kaiser.com and find out what they're up to, particularly if you are in uh, the commercial real estate world. This is going to be your home base, period, the end. There is no question about that. Kaiser, K-E-Y-S-E-R.com. Before we took this break, the whole idea of, of you don't have to be ruthless to win. You were talking about, you know, essentially the law of reciprocity, that you have to have a long view, you know, when you're actually steeped in this in a genuine way, not in a trade quid pro quo sort of a dynamic. What's the consciousness that you bring to that outside of the temporal consciousness that it is a long, it's a long game, but more, I think more relevant and more uh, granular is, yeah, how do you conduct business on a daily basis with that in mind? Great question. Because you got to pay bills. You got to pay bills. So what I try to explain to people is there are many different levels of this. Just because I'm the all-in guy doesn't mean that everybody listening has to be all-in. So I always invite people to do things in a rational way. Right. I'm not saying go go throw away your old business, just start helping people for five years and, and, and eventually it'll catch up. I'm not suggesting that. While that was my path, that is not the path I suggest. What I'm suggesting is actually very simple and anyone can do it. It's don't change your schedule, whatever meetings you're going to have, whatever interactions you're going to have that are part of your normal day to day business, whatever business you're in. The only thing that I would invite you to shift is how you interact. In those interactions, what is your focus? Is your focus on getting through your agenda and getting what you need done? Or is your focus squarely on what are the needs of that, under, of that other individual and how do I best serve them? I believe in the power of three. I think once you find three ways to serve someone, it opens up a relationship portal that you never would have thought possible. And so if, if the majority of business is through relationships, right? The whole, it's not what you know, it's who you know. The best way to develop, you know, stealing another tagline, speed to trust, as Kobe would say, yeah. or yeah. Cody would say, is, is to love and serve that person in a selfless way. So my mindset, when I show up with someone, I put all of my needs aside, all of my intentions aside, all of my self-serving desires aside. I be present, focused, interested in that other person. And I spend my time trying to understand them, listen to them, and find three ways to selflessly serve them. And I got to tell you, Blaine, very few humans experience that level of selfless service in any human interaction. And so... That commitment to that type of interaction changes the dynamic of the relationship very, very quickly yeah. and, and sets you apart and creates opportunities that never would have been possible if I'd have gone in with a sales pitch, trying to convince everybody that I'm a great guy, trying to convince them that they need to work with me, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, I, you know, Jonathan, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, we're singing from the same hymnal here. Uh, 
That, I mean, this is so spot on. And folks, as, as you're listening here, there's a couple things I want to just mark out here. You know, you know, Jonathan talked about sustainable success. Essentially what that is, is developing the capacity to continuously start over. Mm-hmm. You know, that's essentially what you're doing when you're looking at how do I sustain success in life? Well, you have to develop the capacity, the, the capacity to continuously start over. So that's one part of it. The other part of it has to do with you know, what, how you define success. Is it actually just selling your product or is it actually something much grander and much deeper? If it's much grander and much deeper, you're going to be making decisions and making choices and actually interacting in a fundamentally different way. This idea of the power of three. Um, you know, I was uh, talking to a, an entrepreneur the other day that was you know, and just put together the pitch deck and um, it was a series A conversation and they're, you know, they've gotten past the angel investors and now that's just kind of a formal presentation. Um, and my comment to them was, yeah, I know that this makes sense logically. And I know that you've got this thing just kind of put together, buttoned up really nice. So you're, the, the danger that you're going to run into is making the spiel, making, yeah, yeah, kind of here, here's what we are. Here's who we are. Here's why you should invest. What you're not going to be paying attention to if that's what you're doing is how does what we're doing serve the investor? Yes. a potential investor. Yes. And so I'm going to invite you, and this is my comment to this fellow, I'm going to invite you to just stop partway in and say, you know, what am I missing? What are you listening for that I'm not answering? I mean, something like, you know, something like that. What are you listening for that you're not hearing from me right now? I know what I have in my deck. And if it's not in my deck, I want to know it right now because you're nodding your head and if it's not clicking, I don't want it just to be a polite nod. A polite nod. I want to. I actually want to do something here that benefits both of us. So the, the power of three. Can you give me some tangible? And this is kind of long roundabout way of getting to this question. But when you're looking at the power of three, three ways to serve. How do you actually uncover that so it doesn't become a part of a, a sales pitch? Yeah, totally. Structure? Totally. Yeah, because there's all you're taught if you're in sales at all, which most people have had some exposure to it. You're taught to, you know, needs analysis and identify opportunities to do things, et cetera. I'm describing coming from a different place. So what I'm describing is a state of being, a state of selfless service with another individual. And to get there, it's it's a very um, it may look like a simple question. But for you listening, it's actually quite profound because it takes a different, uh, you have to be different to be able to effectively identify multiple ways to serve. Everybody's so used to telling the, you know, hi, my name is Jonathan Kaiser, right? Everybody's so used to giving their standard elevator pitch that most people are not really interacting. And so the first thing that I do is I try to engage with the story. So when somebody is going along and they'll say, and then I got divorced and then I'll be like, whoa, 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 that had to be brutal. Tell me about that. You know, and it kind of interrupted, it like almost surprises them. And then they realize, oh, we're having a real conversation, not just a surface conversation. And then you have to become really, really good at listening. That's why I call it being present. You can't be looking at your phone all the time. And you have to be not in your head all the time thinking about all the things you're going to do after this. You have to really be with that person and, and, and zoomed in 
And you have to get good at asking good questions, good questions to uncover the needs because people aren't just going to naturally, I mean, some will, but most people won't just spill all their best needs. And so I try to find something that'll help them on the personal side. Sometimes I'll send, I'll find a book that I think would be relevant to the conversation, send them a book. Um, I, I love to do things for their families. It's a kind of an underserved need that so many business leaders have. You know, where she'll be so busy that, that you know, that she feels bad in the back of her mind that she's neglecting her kids to, to do her job. And so, so you give her some, some sort of support. I have helped in so many kids get internships, jobs, that sort of thing. And then I always try to figure out one way to help them on the business side. And when I say the value of three, when somebody does something nice for you, just think about it rationally. You're like, oh, that's pretty nice. That's a nice person. Somebody does two things. You're like, wow, that was really this by the time somebody does three things for you, you're going, this person's unbelievable. Like, who is this person? Right. So you want to bridge that gap. You want to you want to you want to leapfrog the, you know, the hey, that was just maybe a nice ancillary thing that occurred to. Wow, this person is really there to help me. And then that creates the desire in them to have a relationship with you. Bought on and full circle back to relationship. It comes back to relationship. So, you know, folks, as you're listening, I mean, you've got a relationship with this podcast. You know, many of you keep tuning in over and over again. I want to thank you for that. Um, there's this idea of nurturing a relationship. We think it's about the other person. But I want to let you know, there's nobody out there but me. And if I am not treating you in a way, and this goes right to the golden rule. If I'm not looking at, okay, what do you need right now? Because that's a part of me that is in need. Yeah. It, it truly is. And if I'm actually, you know, this is not altruism. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't, uh, you know, kind of like pie in the sky, you know, do goody stuff. Mm -hmm. This is how the world can work, where we are actually connecting in a way that serves the needs of everybody involved. And when we're doing that, I, you know, I was in a conversation today with uh, one of my, uh, yeah, actually, the, you know, the person that runs my media team, and I love this woman. Now, she is just phenomenal, and she's going through one of my mastermind, uh, master masterclass programs right now, and she had a question uh, about uh, service and just kind of how does all of this come together and. Yeah, and she had a, you know, she was talking about a difficult person that she was interacting with. I said, well, you know, what you need to understand is that difficult person, you know, it's just a bag of skin that they're wearing right now. There's actually something inside that bag of skin that is very similar to who you are inside your bag of skin that you call, you know, your name. And if you start interacting with that spirit, that soul, that life force in a loving, nurturing, gentle way, looking for what does it need right now? you're going to find that your experience of that person will transform. Totally. It's not to say that they will transform, but your experience of them will transform. And when that happens, you know, all kinds of things become possible. That's what the power of three can actually generate. Cause I start interacting with that other part of me out there. And that's where the inquiry starts to bear. I think some very interesting fruit. I love Blaine. I absolutely love what you just said because I completely agree. And I think, all that really matters is your experience. It's all that's really real for you anyway. So if you can upgrade your experience by bringing empathy to every single person you meet, um, not that you do it perfectly, but it, it changes your experience in life, which then has a trickle down effect. I do want to make one more comment about what one of the things you said, which I think is 
also profound and, 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 and not to be missed. I think when you're thinking about this as a philosophy, it's not altruism is such a great way to put it. I am not talking about doing good for doing good's sake. It, you, we already all know that. You either believe it or you don't. What I'm suggesting, I mean, the mission of Kaiser is changing the business world through selfless service. That is not have anything about representing commercial real estate tenants in it, but that's what we do. But that's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is imagine a world where people selflessly help each other, regardless of personal gain, understanding that it's in their own personal best interest to do so. And all boats rise. It's not a zero sum game right now, just because that's the way it's played most of the time because of scarcity and lack of abundance does not mean that's what's necessary. So what I'm trying to tell people is something that people have a hard time getting their head around. I say selflessness is selfish. Yeah. Selflessness is self-interested. So I am not some pious person up on a pedestal preaching to do good. What I'm saying is you're missing the point. The point is <laughs> you're slugging your way through life, having a difficult experience, exhausted at the end, and you don't need to do that. You don't have to be ruthless to win. What if just as a possibility, you could just help people, love people, be strategic with it, and the things that you want come to you. That's what I believe is possible. That's my experience in the world. And that's what I'm trying to share with people. And you're actually making it happen in your life and in the lives of the people that you and Kaiser uh, are, are interacting with. Folks who've been listening to Jonathan Kaiser, um, go to kaiser.com, K-E-Y-S-E-R.com. Um, I mean, first of all, it's a beautiful website. I mean, just you know, you. <laughs> observationally speaking here, I, I've, I've poked around in it for a while. Uh, but more importantly today, I want you to go to Amazon. I'm assuming Amazon is a place for this. Yep. You don't have to be ruthless to win. You don't have to be ruthless to win. Jonathan has actually written this book, and it is an example of ex everything that we've been talking about today. It's practical. It's pragmatic. It will give you a guidebook for how you can actually transform how you do business, truly. And that's, I think, what's needed. The purpose of business is to uplift the experience of being alive on this planet. Yeah, and totally. if you're doing that well, you're gonna be making money. That's, that's uh, as simple as it gets. Uplift the experience of being alive on this planet. Do that as a business, do that as a human being, interacting with another human being, you're golden. Mm. Jonathan, I want to thank you. Uh, this has been a great conversation, far too short. It is my honor. And I thank Very you again for all that you do to, to be one of the pioneers that I can follow behind. <laughs> well, I, when, when you run into the Buddha on the road, kill him. So yeah, you got to go further. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> okay. Folks, you've been listening to the solo business of Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. Um, go to my website, blainebartlett.com. Check it out. There's uh, resources that are available to you there uh, that can improve and enhance the way that you do business and how you live your life. A lot of them are for free. Um, yeah, that's just kind of the way the, the world works here. Yeah. Take advantage of them. And if there's anything that I can do to help you at some point in time, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm pretty accessible. And Jonathan, again, thank you very much. And uh, this has been great. Been wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. Appreciate the opportunity.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.